Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, new employment entitlements for parents come into effect from this week. There'll be breastfeeding breaks in the workplace going to be extended, though. And Petrina is with us on the line today. Just explain, first of all, um, how the new Work-Life Balance Act, what it'll mean, Petrina, for people. So previously, Andrea, there were six months of breastfeeding breaks in the workplace and obviously maternity leave is six months long. So there probably wasn't much opportunity for women to breastfeed in the workplace previously, you know, unless they had a very, very short maternity leave. So the two year extension now of that is amazing. So it means when people return from maternity leave, they will have a paid opportunity break in the workplace to pump. So that means they can either breastfeed their baby in the workplace, which will probably be highly unlikely, or else they can obviously express milk in the workplace. So this is a paid hour off per day so it can either be taken as a one 60 minute break, two 30 minute breaks or three 20 minute breaks or you can take an hour off from work um, with pay so the, the, the choice will be up to the employee to, to work out with their employer. And how in, in, like practically how, mm-hmm. how will that play out? How will that work? Practically, it will come down to each workplace and each environment. So everywhere is going to be different. Obviously, there's going to be issues with it. So workplaces where obviously there is, you know, under-resourcing of staff or where it's a small business, it's going to be really, really difficult to try and allow women to, to take this leave. You know, and you have teachers, etc., and other professions mm. that might find that really, really difficult. So, you know, the difficulty will be in the operations of it and basically how that is going to work with each workforce, you know. And, you know, some places now are completely overstretched, it's really difficult to recruit and retain staff. So, you know, there's that issue as well. So, like, I'm not saying this is going to be easy, you know. There are positives, though, from it, you know, pregnant women seeing breastfeeding women at work. It just allows the conversation around breastfeeding to open up in a natural way in the workplace. So I think that can only be seen as a positive thing. You know, I talk to uh, mums on my social media, you know, a lot of mums say they will avail of of the break, you know, Mm. so... Um, essentially what you probably have is a majority of mums actually pumping breast milk so then they'll have it for the following day when their child is going into childcare. So that will probably be the majority of what women are doing. It'll be probably very unusual for the woman to have her baby with her in the workplace, you know, unless she's remote working and she has a babysitter at her house and then that would allow her to feed her baby at home. You know, that would be another scenario. But the onus is on the employer now from this week to obviously facilitate, as you say, the the extension period from um, up to two 30-minute breaks or a full hour. Yes, exactly, or three 20-minute breaks. Yeah, Yeah, so that's what it is. So it's it's good news. Yeah, it's brilliant news. It's great for breastfeeding in Ireland. You know, we have the lowest breastfeeding rates um, amongst Europe, you know. So in terms of that, trying to improve breastfeeding in Ireland, of course, it's amazing news. Are we doing enough otherwise, though? Probably not. Um, You know, two years ago, Minister Donnelly announced that he would give funding for 24 new lactation consultants in the hospital. And, you know, up to last year, only two of those posts have been filled. So there's a lot more work to do around that. You know, we have 19 maternity hospitals in the country and we roughly just have over one lactation consultant in each, which is obviously not good enough when you have over 50,000 births per year. Um, So things like that, you know, 
that needs to be improved more also you know it's, breastfeeding is just not one solution that's going to fit everything there's going to be loads of different things you know to do in Ireland to improve breastfeeding education is another one you know if the HSE advertised breastfeeding on the TV like formula companies did you know that would make a massive difference so there's a load of things that, that could be done to improve breastfeeding in Ireland. Yeah it's not just the extension of the breastfeeding breaks though there's also new unpaid leave entitlements yeah. as well isn't there as part of the, the Work-Life Balance Act? Yeah, there's there's a lot included in it, to be fair. So there's five days of unpaid leave for medical care purposes for parents of children under 12 and carers. There's obviously five days of paid leave for victims of domestic violence. You then also have the right to request flexible working for parents and carers and also the right to request remote working for all employees. So there's a lot there um, within this new bill. Now, some of those leave types, they are still working out the policies of those with the, with the WRC. So those will have to come into place over the next few weeks once the WRC have set out the policies for employers and employers can get that new policy updated in their handbooks. Um, Lisa's on the line as well. Stay with us, Petrina. Um, look, I'm interested in in people's thoughts on this today and particularly if you're somebody who has, you know, is maybe on maternity leave at the moment or if you've just recently gone back to work. I want, want to know how this Work-Life Balance Act will facilitate you or what else do you think should be introduced? Um do you, well, your reaction, first of all, I suppose, Lisa, are we doing enough to help mums in the workplace? Um, great question, Andrea. Um, I'm really happy and I think this is a very welcome start to opening up this very, very important conversation of how we can better support mothers in the workplace and also around normalising breastfeeding and what's considered extended breastfeeding. So I think this is a conversation that we do need as a society because oftentimes the unpaid work of mothers goes unspoken about um, and certainly unacknowledged, you know, as regards in society. So knowing that if we invest in mothers now, um, invest in them, that we are also investing in the future generations. So there's a lot to do, as Petrina has said, this is a great start and it's certainly a great start to this conversation, but there's a lot more that we can certainly do. It's a very stressful time. I work, you know, I'm a postpartum and birth doula, so I work with women in that newborn stage within that bubble of postpartum. And I will meet women who are six weeks postpartum who are already talking about how am I going to do this when I go back to work? How am I going to manage being a mother going back to work? And also then whether I'm going to be able to breastfeed or not. So it's something that plays on women's minds really from the moment they get home with their small babies. And that's not fair. So how do you how do you support like how do you provide that then support to reduce that? That anxiety, the anxiety about... Sorry, yeah, I think this is going to definitely help because if we know that we are entitled to breaks within our working day, um, we can have that conversation with our employers even before we go back to work. So when we're already talking about when are we going to go back and making those arrangements, we know that now there's a platform there. That conversation can be opened. Yeah, people are, of course, going to maybe feel self-conscious or uncomfortable. I understand that completely. And then different dynamics, different workplaces, depending on the size of your workplace. But it's there. The platform is now there for them to be able to bring up this conversation so that they can actually say, OK, I am planning on extend, you know, breastfeeding my child. I want to arrange these breaks. Do I add 20 minutes on to my lunch break? Do I take extra you know, time on to my break in the morning? Or do I leave early? How are we going to work around this? So it gives them that opportunity and it does give them, as I say, a platform to actually start having that conversation before they go back to work. Do you think, do you have any concerns around employers um, not respecting this or 
been slow to engage Lisa about it? I don't have any concerns about them not respecting it. I do worry because obviously with smaller businesses or where you may only have two or three employees, that there might be a little bit of resistance there on how to be able to actually support it and work around it. So, like, let's actually practically sit down and have a look at how we can do it. We can do it, so how do we do it? So there might be a little bit, both on both the the woman herself and an employee might be like, oh, just forget about it, it doesn't matter. You know, that almost like, we'll just get on with it. Whereas if we do need to stand our ground with it, if it's something we want to do. I think as regards the employers, though, I think because the there's no onus on them to provide a space if there isn't a space there to facilitate the breastfeeding there or, or the pumping. There's also no onus on them to provide um, a fridge or anything like that if there isn't one there already. So I don't think there's going to be any resistance there other than what's going to happen to women around that if there isn't somewhere. So if there isn't a private space for you to go and pump or express or feed your baby, if that's something that you'll be able to do, what's going to happen? I don't want to hear, you know, in a year's time that women are sitting in bathrooms or had to go out to their car to pump or express. That's something that I would have a concern around this. Okay. Uh, Christina's on the line as well, uh, Lisa and Petrina. It's 087-1400-106 is the WhatsApp number if you're at home listening to this or in the workplace and you want to get in touch about it. Um, a big step forward, first of all. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a huge step forward. And just there um, on what Lisa was saying, I genuinely don't think there's going to be too much of a problem going forward. Um, at the end of the day, employers are going to be delighted that these women want to come back to work, that they're not staying at home to feed their babies. They're going to come back to work and they can still feed their babies. Employers want their um, people in the workplace, not at home. And if you have a good relationship with your employees and vice versa, I really don't see that there's going to be too much of a kerfuffle going forward. It's like everything. When any change comes into place, you know, we talk about it, we wonder, and you know, six months down the line, it's going to be the norm. What else do you think we should do, or what else can we do to support working mothers, uh, Christine? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, that inclusiveness again, have policies around it, have, you know, measures in place, small little adjustments in the workplace. And, you know, like Lisa said, and like Katrina said, all the different workplaces are going to be different. You know, there's a very big difference to, let's say, working in an office environment where, you know, there usually is a staff room that, you know, there's not too many on the team and somebody can go off um, to the staff room or a private area and feed their baby or, you know, express milk for the next day's work. Um, There's a big difference from that to, say, for example, a midwife. I'm a midwife myself and, you know, I know how crazy it can be on a 12, 13 hour shift and, if you're inside looking after, you know, a woman in labour and she's given birth, you know, there isn't a hope that you can just nip off and express or feed your baby. So work is going to have to be done around that. Conversations are going to have to be done around that. Um, Not just midwives, midwives, nurses, paramedics, doctors, people, I suppose, who are working on the front line where um, breaks are usually taken as and when you can fit them Mm. in. So, so how how are we going to, do we have a floater? Do we have somebody who can replace that person to let them go off 
and you know have a half an hour to pump their milk or to feed yeah. their baby. Um, look, oh, I have to say, you know, uh, overall, there's an overwhelmingly positive response, you know, to Absolutely. this from from um, from listeners today on, on WhatsApp. But I, I do want to say as well, Petrina, you know, there's some texts in from listeners, like, for instance, one or two of them here are talking about um, recently or in the last nine months to a year. I've just had a baby um, currently still on leave. I would be quite slow to approach my employer about taking you know, paid breastfeeding breaks, paid time, paid leave. I don't see how it would work or in my current work and in environment. Is it part of the conversation around stigma towards breastfeeding? There's totally that there in place, you know, and it's it's because we don't see breastfeeding on a daily basis because our rates are so low. So if you like went out to a cafe or something at the weekend or, you know, we're out at a restaurant, it's very unlikely you would see a, a woman breastfeeding. So therefore, you know, your employer's not seeing that on a daily basis. It's just not the norm. And I say this to my husband all the time. If we saw breastfeeding women more, it would just kind of become part of our psyche and it wouldn't be something unusual. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, there's going to be women there that are anxious about asking about breastfeeding because especially, you know, if they have a, a male boss, they might be thinking, oh, sure, he's not going to know anything about breastfeeding. How am I going to broach this and bring this up? But, you know, as women, I suppose we just kind of have to put on our big girl's pants and just be brave about it. Know the law is on our side. It's in our back pocket. And we just have to be, you know, if we're determined enough and we want to breastfeed, we do. But those women also have to remember that they're like a role model for other women in the workplace, you know. So, if they were they're asked for breastfeeding and they get their breastfeeding break and then there's other pregnant women in the workplace and they say, Oh, she's breastfeeding and she can do it and she can back to work. You're just promoting that more and more and more in a positive light and it'd be just amazing for other pregnant women to see and you're just opening up that conversation about breastfeeding. And the more we talk about it and the more it's seen, you're just going to continue to break down that stigma. Yeah. Some of the texts coming in on WhatsApp actually to this today, this listener says smokers get a couple of hours a day yeah. paid smoke breaks. This didn't <laughs> require any le- level of legislation. Um, another listener says, I wouldn't be so confident that employers would abide by this. And if we're actually all about equality, then men too should get uh, 30 minute breaks as well, says this listener. Another texter, it's a move in the right direction, but I'd feel uncomfortable asking my boss for time off to pump. Keep them coming into us. 087 106 is the number. I think if we, uh, another caller on the line yeah, as well. Yeah, Jesse is with us on the line too. Um, you've been listening to this conversation, Jesse. What's your reaction? Yeah, I'm, I was getting a little bit irritated there when I heard people saying, oh, I'd be afraid to ask my employer for this. This is a right and parents, and I I would say father as well as mother, have a right to spend more time with their child uh, when the child is a baby and we should be facilitating that. So if the legislation is there, then there should be no question. Uh, I lived in Italy, as I said, when my children, my two children were born over there and they had the best of maternity laws and paternity laws as well. How did it differ, Jesse? How did it differ? So you um, you could stay out of work for up to a year on 30% pay. For the first three months, it was 80% pay. I was a civil servant. Uh, I was and no working. cap on the income? No, no no cap on what that's up to? Just 30%? Well, I just, I'm speaking for myself, I was working as a teacher over there in a state school. Okay. So I got uh, 30% for the first, it was obligatory to stay out one month before and three months after the child was born. Uh, it was obligatory and there were inspectors going around and if a company was caught with with an employee there who should have been on maternity leave, 
they were heavily fined, so it just didn't happen. Um, then you could stay out until the child was one year old and take um, 30% pay for the rest of that. And then right. when you went back, you could, or when the child, if you went back early, which I did with my second child, um, you could uh, have either parent would have an hour a day. So what I used to do was take that 30 minutes at the beginning of the day and 30 minutes at the end of the day. And nobody blinked, you know, it was just, it was just the way it was. So I'm very concerned that people might say, oh, I'd be afraid Mm. to ask our employer. We have to stand up for ourselves, whether we're a father or a mother, and say, look, this has been legislated for and fought hard for, and we need to just take it on board. Mm. I have to say, Jesse, I I, I wasn't underestimating the number of messages coming in like that. Quite a few people, quite a few actually in this discussion today. people who say in their mess I mean I can just go by what they say in the messages that they're you know women um, either currently on maternity leave or recently just back on maternity leave and all talking about feeling uncomfortable bringing up this conversation which to me means there's that's to do with the stigma or attitudes then towards breastfeeding and it says a lot about our society that they should feel uncomfortable I mean we're supposed to have an equal society and we're far from that really that's what that says Here's another one here now, right? Um, I'd worry that this would cause employers to avoid employing women of childbearing age. But personally, I think it's great news, is this texter. Well, it's a bit like, um, you know, will I get fired if I get pregnant? Because, uh, (laughs) you know, in Italy, you had this law where you had to not work a month before your due date and three months afterwards. But you had inspectors going around and, and it was just really, really well enforced. So it yeah. had to be enforced, yeah. Okay, listen, but, thanks a million for, for getting in touch and sharing that with us today in the programme. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com um, is the email address. But look, overall, certainly warm welcome to this uh, this move. And this is the, the Work-Life Balance Act uh, that has come into effect as well. A um, lot of reaction to that today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.